Avram Avinu had 400 Mesechtas, 400 storm of Mesechta Vedazar. That means that he was a big philosopher, al What was in there? I mean, we know that he was... By the way, does anybody know, you know, we're very used to the story of Avram Avinu being thrown into the Kipshana age by Nimrod after he smashed his father's catch kiss, right? We know the story. Where does that story come from? It's not in the Torah. The Torah doesn't say it. Huh? It says? Yeah, 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 but, but where does it say the story? Okay. So let's see the Ramam Hilkhabe de Zara. It's a Madrash. It's a Madrash. It's not a Bafushan Sukkim. There's something called the Ojus Midrashim, which is a collection of like the lost Midrashim, if you want to call it that. And there it goes in great detail in the whole story of Avram Avinu with the Kibshan Asian monks, other interesting things as well. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of questions over there, but fine. So let's see the Rambam, Melchizavet, Zara, Parak Aleph, Halach Aleph, famous. The Rambam starts off, we may Enosh, in the days of Enosh. So who was Enosh? It was Odom. Odom had three sons, right? Cain and Hevel and Shays. Shays had a son named Enosh. Yeah, so he was the grandson of Adam, Adam the first. So Bimei Enosh, in the days of Enosh, Tau Bnei Odom, Tau Zgodl. They made a big mistake. And there was a mistake, a big mistake. And there was a great Eitzah that the Chachamim of that generation took on. And Enosh himself was from the people who made this mistake. This was the mistake that they made. Amru, they said, Says, look, you know, if a person wants to talk to the president, right? See, he can't just get or to the king. He can't just get an audience with the king. He needs to be able to get an audience. He needs to talk to the officers, the lower officers, until he's going to be zeicha to his meeting with the king. So it's going to take a long time until he can actually get there. So they they made a mistake. Their mistake was like this. They said, and galgalim and all kinds of cosmic uh, spheres and whatever, to make the world go around. What? What do you mean, Shandalot? Who? Hashem. Hashem created everything. What's the question? We're talking about Avay Dazar here. One second, hold on. So Koshbokhu created the stars and the galaxies and everything about that. And he placed them b'morim v'cholaklem covered, and they they have a lot of honor over there. V'hem shamarshem amshamshem lefonov, and those are the entities and the bodies that are close to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. So hem ruiyim hem l'shabchem l'ufarim l'achaliklem covered. Says the king is not going to come to your house, but the king's you know second in command is going to come to your house. So, your house isn't going to be that much cleaner if the king himself is going to come or the second in command is going to come. You're going to do a good job cleaning your house, you know, even if the second in command is going to come also. So they made the mistake by saying that because HaKadosh Baruch Hu created these Galgalim, and because they have such a Hashivas, and they're so close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu Bamoroim, so why is it that we have to serve Hashem directly? We can serve Hashem indirectly by serving His servants. Created something and made something great and made and gave something a lot of respect. It's the proper honor for the king is also to honor his constituents, right? In Melech Belayam. You can't have a king unless he has subjects or constituents. It's just a fun word to say. But, anyways, the point is that Hakash Baruch created all these, you know, these uh, 
I don't want to say heavenly hosts, but in a certain sense, yeah. And they were worshipping the heavenly hosts because just like the king would like for you to respect his his officers and his his you know the higher people in the hierarchy he wants you to respect them also so why is it wrong that we should give cover to these beings and to these bodies but the problem went like this here's where things went wrong so till this point everything sounds right you respect the, you know, you respect the things that the king says you should respect. What's wrong with that? That's proper, that's right, that's the correct thing to do. But the problem was like this. Once this thing got into their minds, they started giving a little bit too much respect to the kechavim, to the stars and to the galaxies. And they would build them hechalis, they would build them sanctuaries and halls. And there were mark of karbanas to them and they would praise them. And they would bow down to them. They thought that this was the way that they would connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Through the, the vehicle of these, these heavenly bodies. Now, it's a very interesting shmuz that there's a certain part at the end of Slichas, many of us say, And that's a tefillah that we say, that we ask that the Malachim should take our tefillahs up to the Rabbi Nishalel. So many Paiskim have a problem with that because why do we ask Malachim? We don't ask Malachim, we daven to Hashem, we don't daven to Malachim. So even if we're not davening directly to Malachim, but we're just asking the Malachim to bring our tefillah to HaKadosh Baruch, but the Nuzach and the way that the tefillah was made sounds very much that we're asking the Malachim for something. We don't ask Malachim, we ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu may have a system where the Malachim will take our tefillahs and elevate them, that may be true, right? But there's Grata Rashi and Sanhedrin that's Mashma that it would be okay to say this kind of tefillah, Rashi and Mamalif. There's a big Rashi over there. But it's a shmuz not for now, but this is an interesting thing. The problem with that is because we're not going directly to Akash Baruch Hu, we're going through the medium of Malachim. And it's very interesting that mediums in Yiddishkeit don't really exist. I mean, we're not pro them. You know, Moshe Rabbeinu brought the Torah down from Akash Baruch Hu, but nobody ever looked at Moshe Rabbeinu as a god. He was a godly person. He was still a person. He was a godly figure. And he was the highest level of a Navi and, and had the strongest type of that ever existed. But he was only the middleman that was like a shliach, so to speak, from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Right? You know, if you pay attention to that, HaGadosh Pesach doesn't mention Maish Rabbeinu's name in the entire thing besides once. They believed in Hashem and Maisha, his servant. So the whole time we know that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the one that's doing everything, and that even Moshe Rabbeinu is an Eved to Hashem. Yeah. Who wrote the Haggadah? Who wrote the Haggadah? Not me. Um, it's not clear, but Pashtas, who was written in the times of the Tanoim, because the Gemara has big halakim of it, some attribute it to the Anavi, and it's a very big discussion, it's, it's a very interesting um, topic. Maybe Mitzvah Hashem will, will talk about that. Every time I say, maybe Mitzvah, we're going to talk about that, you have to write it down, and then at the end of the summer, you give me a list of all the shurim, and then we'll, we'll go through each one. We'll knock them out, you know? Mitzvah Shem. Okay. So the problem was that they were bowing down and worshipping these shluchim shal hamakim, the kechavim. By the way, that's why they're called avoidas kechavim, because the original avodah avodah would bow down to the stars. Right? 
he's like told them something? What? Do you think it's like uh, gave them like uh, powers? I mean, the only reason why they would do it is because it gave them powers. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's so what were they? So there was understanding then, and there's still a little bit of an understanding like this today. That different stars and different planets and different uh, different things in the galaxies have different powers, right? I'm saying, like, what were they? Oh, I don't, I don't know. I mean, you could look. I mean, it, it, it does talk about it. It's very interesting because there's a whole sugya, there's a whole sugya, and there's a whole chelik in Torah that most people are not familiar with. It's called the mazolos. And it's very interesting. Akum, by the way, stands for avoidas koychavim u mazolos, right? We say a person has mazel, a person doesn't have mazel. You say mazel toiv, right? Yeah. By the way, just Derek Agav, once we're on this topic, and it has a lot to do with what we're talking about here about Rabbi Zaro, mazel toiv does not mean good luck. It's not true. It means good mazel. What does mazel mean? Fortune. Fortune. The thing you were born I was? Ah? Uh, I wasn't born under. I was born in a hospital. Uh, that's what I'm asking you. <laughs> mazel comes from the lotion of noizel. Noizel means to drip. The mazel type, you should have a good drip. I mean, downstairs, it's leaking downstairs. It's a good drip. Right? That's not what it means. No, that's not what it means. Noizel means, like we've mentioned many times, that there's a certain shefa that comes down when a person does good to zachen and a Baruch is being mashbia toiv on this person. So the bracha that comes down so wherever it's coming from, there's a whole ishtalshalus and a whole sequence of events that has to happen from when HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives the Shefa until we get it, if we're deserving to get it. You know, the Pasuk says, at the end of the uh, Sefer Dvarim, that HaKadosh uh, Baruch Hu is going to give you all the brachas, and then the, you, should, you, should, you, know, you should grab them, and the brachas will reach you. Because a lot of times HaKadosh Baruch Hu can give you a bracha, but it's not going to reach you. It'll be floating around, and then only at a specific time, or maybe even not, the person won't be able to get the Shefa properly. So Rechamakosh mentions this over there. But the point is like this, that Noizel means that it's dripping down. So Mazel, as much as you think that Mazel is just luck, and it's, it's just coincidence, and it just so happens to be, it's the exact opposite of that. Mazel means that, you, like, like you were saying, your person was born under that specific Mazel. If a person is born at a certain Mazel, the Gemara Shabbos goes through all, all the different Mazels, if a person is born under specific ones, what it, you know, whether it's the time of the month, whether it's the time of the week, whether it's the time of the day, and probably have to take all of them into consideration. And th- there is a very, very specific hashpa that this person is going to be getting, minashamayim. So mazel means something very specific. So when you vinch somebody on, when you wish somebody well, you tell them mazel, if you should have good luck, it doesn't mean you should have good luck. It means that a kashbar mashpia more taiva onto you with hashkacha pratis. It means through hashkacha pratis. It doesn't mean by coincidence. It's not such a thing as coincidence. It's getting the Huh? Okay, enough darshaning. This was the Ikra Vavadis Kechavim, was to serve these entities. And they would make Hechalites for them, they were Makam Kabbanis for them, and there was a force to it, like you're saying. The Ramban is Marich, the Ramban is Marich exactly, you know, the different kinds of forces that, you know, what they believed in over here. And the, the, what did the worshippers say? What was it all about? What was the Taichin Advarim? We're not saying that we don't believe in God. We believe in this Kaichav. Not that this is no God, but this Kaichav, this star also has a Givisa power. 
Wise people of the Goyim, Bubachal Malchusam, and in all their kingdoms, Me'ain Kamaycha, there's nobody like you. Uba'achas Yivaru, and with one of them he can destroy, V'yichaslu Musra Havolim Eitzu. And he'll show you the foolishness of thinking that these things are godly entities. Everybody believed, even the Goyim believed that Hashem was one. So what was the mistake? The mistake was, the mistake and their foolishness was they believed that this is what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted. So let's, let's take a minute to think about what was happening at this time. Remember, the Torah was not given yet. Right? Adam Arishan knew what to do. Right? He was in Ganeidim. That means that he couldn't do anything wrong. He did, but whatever. We spoke about that. <laughs> It's interesting to see, because from Adam's children, it was Cain and Hevel, we know what happened to them, and Shays. Shays was called so, The entire world was created through Shays. We're all descendants, we're all, all humanity descends from Shays, because Cain and Hevel got destroyed, got no more descendants of Cain and Hevel. We know that's from the Pesukim. They all got destroyed, we know that, that's a state impossible. Yeah? After seven generations, there was no more. No. Shavasayim, you come coming. He died after seven generations, not that his whole... But look in the Pesukim, look at him before you learn it. By the time the Mabel came around, there was no more um, descendants of Cain left. Maybe Noyach's son's wives. That's a question. Again, look in the Pesukim and look at this. The the entire humanity comes from Chase. Noyach's wife. I would Noyach's son's wives also. Yeah? Okay, it's Kenzai. Okay. Anyway, so there was no Torah. So whatever so the way it worked in those the way Avaidas Hashem worked in those days. Yeah? Rabchan Velajan talks about this amongst many others. What was the Avoida? What was the avoid of the people? What did the others do? How did they come to this realization? So Ishtaitar Avramavinu understood this on his own, and that's what the Rama was going to talk about next. But whatever a person felt like that this is an avoider that's going to bring me closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, Torah, against the Torah, with the Torah, there was no Torah. So whatever you felt or you knew, now there was a Messiah that was passed down from, from, from the Tzadikim through the generations till the Torah was given that, you know, what to do, what the right Mahalach is in Avodah Hashem. It wasn't popular because it wasn't written. Well, I don't know how you know how well how popular it was. You know, was it spread out throughout the whole world? And it doesn't sound like it's Ramam's going to explain, right? But what was the avoid in those days? Yes, yeah, so we're going to get there. What? How did it get passed on during the Dara Flogo? No, the Dara Flogo wasn't the entire humanity. It was a group of people. A group of people it was the whole entire world. If they can make seventy different languages between, and it wasn't seventy people. No, 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 of course not. But, but the point is that after, that after the Dar HaFloga, that's when things got much more spread out, 
and everything was much less contained. Right? So, so that's when things change. Let, let's, let's see the Ramah, because Ramah is going to discuss. Halacha beis. After time went by, all kinds of false prophets got up. This is what Hashem commanded. Says the worship. By the way, what are the names of all the planets, by the way? They're all named after the Zarlach. Eh? The names of the months, too. That's the Ramban and Parshas. But not going to get into that now. You don't worship months. The months are Nikra al Shem Avay Huh? Names of Avay Yeah. Not only are the non Jewish months named after Avay the Jewish months also. Julius, July. Yeah. What's Tammuz? You know what Tammuz is? The person was named after Avay What is Tammuz? Tammuz. Tammuz Avay the names of the months that we have are not from the Taira. They were Shema Sha'alu Imahemi Bavel. They're all names that they took from Bavel with them. They're Babylonian names. It's not Lashon Kaidash. Tammuz was the name of a certain Avaydazara that they had a, a Mahalach, if I remember correctly, that the Pazak says Shahimavakim Esha Tammuz. They would cry about the Tammuz. The Tammuz was a kind of idol, it was a statue, and the eyes like the the inside of the statue was empty and they would pour stuff in and they would make like silver and and they would light a fire underneath and they would the metal would melt out of its eyes and it would make it look like it was crying that's what it means when the puzzle says eh? so it's not so uh i look at the rambana <laughs> Cheshvan uh, doesn't mean bitter. Mar Cheshvan. Mar We add that. But look in the Ramban and Achay Cheshvan. Yeah. Like we make all these gematros and stuff with months like, oh, I don't know the deal with Dolly Lee if that's named after and Achay Cheshvan. Yeah, so I'm going to answer you, but kids, I can't get into the whole shmooze of the Ramban. It's the Ramban. The Ramban asked this question. And the point is that we can look at it like this. The ones Klai took it, we were Makadosh. So once Klai has it, so then we could... One second. Do you say Chodesh Hashvi or you say Tishrei? Saying Tishrei is not a Jewish word. Tishrei doesn't come from a Jewish term. I know, but and none of the months well, do. Well, he said he's saying like Elul. These these people come along and say, "Oh, so Elul again, stands for this. Elul stands for that. Elul stands for this." Like what he said, I need. I want to go fight in the Ram. I'm here. Just look at the Ramban and Achir Shadal Chem. You have homework, yeah? All right, so okay, so we'll we'll have to the we'll have to get, circle back to that. Okay. So the Achash Archu Ayamim Amdu Bibnei Adam Nevi Eishek of Amru Shakel Tziva Vamalem Ibdu Kaychav Plaini Akala Kaychavim VeAkrivalei They were Makvik Kabanos VeNoschulei They were poured Nusachim to it Kach VeKach Ubanu LeHechal and they built them some kind of uh, sanctuary VeAsut Tzurasai and they would make the for, the formation and the picture of it Kedei LeStachavos Like Kala Amba Nashim VeKtanim Rishara MeAretz and all the people of the nation. The men, women, and children, and all the other people to follow after this uh, idea, this ideology, to bow down to this entity, to be back of Karbanas to it. Okay. And what were these tsuris? What was the formation? Stam, some foolish, made up uh, picture. And uh, the Navi Shekhar would get up and he would say, I had this formation of, uh, you know, uh, 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 a 14-legged cat and that, that's wearing a crown and a tie and uh, that's the picture that we're going to that's the Torah that we're going to worship to 
and no, I made it up because they also made it up, and uh, that's what they that's what they did, and they would worship to it because as I get up there, Novi, Novi was a Novi Sheker. Just give him a Novi. I just give him a Novi. They hadn't voted from a Kodesh Baruch Hu. Then we should go. So, so the zakh like this: the way anybody starts anything, whether a religion, whether a cult, there is a mahalach that this person is is a very effective leader, a very charismatic leader. And makes it very enticing. You know, there's, there's, uh, you know, he's going to solve all your problems, and he's going to give you forgiveness. And any religion, any cult, any of the, any kind of these kind of things, they all have some. They, they all preach with some kind of benefits that you're going to get by joining them, right? They're not going to say if you join us, you're going to get killed because then nobody's going to come, right? If you join us, we're going to get the devil. I don't know, right? We're going to be able to uproot all the bad in the entire world, right? So. When there's no bad in the world, there's there's always that in all the religions and in all the, the cults befrat, they, there's always like an end. I Meaning, what's going to happen in the end is we're going to get to the point where it's going to be the utopia, as they call it, right? And there's going to be no more, there's going to be no more evil, and it's going to be a perfect world, and everyone's going to live happily ever after. And and the reason why we're joining is to be able to get to that tachlis. It's all shut yeah? yeah, but he has to have some sort of proof. He has to be able to do something that people would think. Be like, okay, fine. Prove me that you're right. Okay, fine. So who said he didn't? The guy wakes up one day and he's like, "Oh, you know what? The all fish eventually are going to carry us to Mars." Right. Uh, and then all all your problems are solved. No one's going to believe that. Right, but he has there, to have there's some many sort of different powers or something so, that's going to make him believe. So either he'll have some sort of powers, or he'll he knows how to indoctrinate them very well. Which was the? I'm saying, what powers did they have? It's left off good powers. You just had to convince them, and many people are willing to buy. Most people of the world will buy into. That's so stupid. It's not no, true. Stupid. This is the mitzvahs of the world. You're arguing. You, you, this is mitzvahs of the world. Is most people will buy you just about any will buy into anything that you sell them. Just about anything. I, I can sit here all day telling you all kinds of things that people put into that were complete garbage and shtuyot. It could be anything. I'm not even talking about real religions or real beliefs in anything. All kinds of shtuyot. Yeah. Make who? See, that's what we spoke yesterday. That the Ramban talks about this in a couple of places. That the Avodah many of the Avodah were to be able to connect to the evil forces of the world that Akash Baruch Hu created. And Akash Baruch Hu doesn't want us. Yeah. Yes. I'm asking, there's no reason why they would serve it. It doesn't make sense. They have lobbies in their hands. It makes sense. You didn't you didn't hear what the Ramam said. You didn't finish hearing what the Ramam said. Let me just tell you what the Rishayim explained, yeah? This is Isra of Klayim. This is Isra of Shatnas, yeah? So it's a chayik, we don't understand it. But the Sefer HaChinuch explains a very fascinating thing. Sefer HaChinuch, amongst other Rishayim, explains a very fascinating thing. We know from Chazal that every blade of grass has a malach that's Aymir al-Gabav, Makiloi, Vaymiloi Gadel. Every blade of grass has a malach that, that stands over it and protects it and tells it to grow. Uh, and it helps it, it helps it along. Right? So, Akash Baruch Hu wanted the Teva Ha'olam to go in a certain way. Right? And there are kaiches in the world that Akash Baruch Hu created that we can take and we can change the Teva. And not be kaiche Right? So now, if, if we take wheat 
and we take grapes, right, which is climb the raisa, right? So the malach of the grapes and the malach of the wheat are supposed to stay away from each other, right? But by us, but if somebody would, if a person goes and puts them together, then it makes like the malachim argue with each other, makes a very uncomfortable situation, and it can cause a lot of damage. So he's talking to Rishenim, what's a pshat in the Isra of Klaim, the Isra of Shatnes, and the Isra of B'chalov. It's love davka that we're going to get physically damaged as soon as we do it, but the pshat is that it affects Vastutzach in the upper spheres, which is really any mice that we do affects that. But this is very clear that Rishenim speak it up. Let's go back to yeah? Let's try to hold up for questions until we get through some of this, and let's continue. Okay? So they started making all these pictures, all these formations in their sanctuaries, and underneath trees and on top of mountains and hills, and they would gather together and bow down to them. And they were, they were convinced, maybe through proofs, maybe not, but for whatever, whatever the cheshma was, how these people got it into the other people's heads, that this tzura, you know, will do the, if you if you worship this on Mondays, so then they'll bring you good luck, and you'll be matzlach in your business. If you don't worship it on Tuesdays, a fish is going to come out of the ocean and bite your left toe when you're sleeping, right? Veroy loivda, and it's the proper thing to do would be to serve it this way. and to fear it, meaning to respect it. And the the priests of these Avedizaras, they would start telling them, you know, this is good to do for you, and, and this at that time is, is another good thing to do good for you. And then they went one step weiter. The Ramam is explaining how, it went, how the mistake grew and grew and grew and grew and grew, and it grew out of control. To the point, when we're talking about, let's say, Menashe, Achav, and these stories in Tanakh, we're talking about where there was a huge percentage of the Jews. We don't have numbers exactly, but a huge percentage of the Jews that were following after the, these days, Kaisvis, these, these bad ways. So the other Kaisvim, a Kaisvim is a lie, right? So Veschilu Kaisvim Acherim, other liars got up, and they said that they, they spoke to the star, or that Malach spoke to them, or the Galgal spoke to them, and the, the star told him, Mars at Migazukt. Yeah? The Galach got up in the in the cloister and he said, Mars at Migazukt, that you gotta dance for three hours every Monday. Yeah, and Mars at Migazukt, you're supposed to worship it. So do this and don't do that. And this concept, these ideologies were worldwide, spread worldwide. And these ideas and avaydazaras got spread around to the entire world to worship all the tourists with different kinds of avaydas and different kinds of karbonis and different ways of bowing down to it. And as time went on, after the time went by, the shame of Hashem, Hanichbad Vahanaira, was forgotten from everybody, from the entire humanity. Umidaitam. And it, it totally lost, it was out of their minds. Not, I mean, they maybe were also out of their minds, but 
there was the concept of Hakadosh Baruch who was not in their minds bechlal. They didn't recognize him. The only thing that they knew was how to worship the stones and how to worship the woods. The only thing that they knew was how to bow down to the Evan or to the sanctuary made out of stone because this is how they were brought up. This is what the Chinuch that they got. Yeah? Imagine the, what the Chinuch roundtable questions looked in those days, you know? He doesn't want to dance for three hours on Monday, only two hours could we let him get away with that, you know? What's Mars going to say? He's going to get bitten on his left toe and on his right toe by the fish in the middle of the night, right? And they would bow down to it and they would worship it. The wise people that they had, the wise people of, the, of this group of people, whether it was the priests or the other ones, the only reason why there would be a power, a power call of God in the world was to create these kechavim and these galgalim, and to be able to connect to them and to compare to them. Nobody knew what that was. Say, Hashem, Hashem, Mi Hashem Asher Eshma B'Kaylis Akparay. Who's Hashem that we should listen to him? We didn't know who's Hashem. V'Layoyday Eli Yechidim Ba'Elam. There are few select individuals throughout the world that knew about him. Kegoyin Chanoich, Misushelach, Noach, Shem and Aver. And this is how the world went and went and went until the, you know, the world was just going, you know, coasting along, as they say. How does it make sense that the world stood up for so long? I'll tell you, answer you that with the Gemara. Until Avram Avinu was born, and he was Amudah Shalaylam. She's asking a very important question that fits perfectly into this discussion. So if everybody was doing Abayi Zara and there were only Yechidei Skula, who does Ramam say it was? Chanoich, Mesushalach, Noach, Shem, Ever, Achanel, Avram Avinu. So five people, and then Avram Avinu. Can you imagine five people in the entire world? Well, more than five people sitting right here. Right? Can you imagine there were only five people in the world that are Ever Hashem? Huh? So didn't, they didn't have like shifts where either and others knew. Saying, how did the world stand if people weren't learning to So it's like the Gemara. That there were 26 generations until Matan Torah. And of those 26 generations, HaKadosh Baruch Hu was on Umefarnes HaSa'olam Betuvay Ubechazdoy Only through Chesed. Meaning that if HaKadosh Baruch Hu wouldn't have been acting through complete Chesed, the world wouldn't exi- would cease to exist without these 20, you know, these 26 generations, the world would have went bust. On Shabbos, we say you know the long one with all the kilayim chastais, the twenty-six kilayim chastais. Each one is connected to another one of the generations that Akash Baruch created the, from the time that Akash Baruch created the world until Matan Torah. Twenty-six is gematria shemavaya. The idea, the concept of the shemavaya is a shem of chesed, because the entire world only existed by chesed Hashem. Once the Torah was given, so then you know beratious, which will Torah and beratious. Huh? So why can't we just live chassid right now? People don't have to learn the mitzvah. No, because because it wouldn't have went, it wouldn't have continued like that. Hakadosh Baruch Hu only allowed it to go till that point, 
And that was the that was the longest that it would have been able to go without having the Torah given in the world. And now, what sustains the world is Klal Yisrael with the Torah. But I'm saying as long as the Torah, you could not learn at all. Oh, it's chesed. What do you mean? No, but the Anhaga, no. The Gemara says that the Anhaga, the world changed. I'm saying the reason why it didn't was because people were, uh, they didn't have the Torah yet, so therefore they were able to yeah. They weren't living with their chesed. They were living with the chesed hamokim, the chesed that HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Look in Pesachim Kufyut Ches, Kufyut Tes, big blood Gemara over there. The Gemara goes through this whole Shemuz that I just told you about the 26 generations. Okay, Vaiter. Valderech Zahaya Oilam Haylechim Mizgalgal Achanel Ramudah Shalein Levo Avram Avinu. Halachi Gimel. Kevan Shenigmal Eson Zeh, once this strong one grew up, his kill Shaitet Bedaita, he started wondering. Bukatan, he was a young lad. His mind was storming day and night. He was always wondering. How is this Galgal? How is this galaxy always moving? How is this always happening? You know, driverless cars, right? It's uh, yeah, some guys remote controlling it from some control tower a hundred miles away, right? The sun, the moon, Vyaze Gates. Who's leading it? Who's making it who's making the Galgala move? Who's making who's making the world spin? Who's making things happen? Mia Sabev, I say, who's making it turn? The sun and the moon won't be able to be moving on their own. He didn't have a teacher. There's nobody to notify him about anything. He was stuck in or custom between the Ayyad Kechavim. The foolish people. With his mom and his dad. Eh? Tarach. Who knows what Avram Avinu's mother's name was? Anybody? Yeah. Uh, I think it was like uh, Oh, no. Close. It's an interesting name. It's not mentioned in the Pesukim anywhere. It's like Baba Basra at the end Huh? Who is Avram Avinu's mom? What was her name? Tarach, we know, was the dad. He was the Vedazar man. He had a Vedazar store. Amaslai Baskarnavoy. That was Avram Avinu's mother's name. And Haman's mother's name was Amaslai Bas Orvisi. Same Gemara. Okay? Who? Haman's mother? No. Doesn't sound like it. Does not sound like it. So what happened? This is going to shock you out of your das. Avram Avinu was doing with his parents what the entire Urkastim was doing. And he was worshipping with them. But it was... Before he knew. What? It's normal before he knew. Yeah. He didn't know the But it was bothering him. It didn't make sense to him. Why? What are we doing? He was trying to understand. What are we doing? Yeah? I had a story. A very close friend of mine came over to me once and he said, listen, I have a very interesting... I have a, I have a question that's on my mind that's really bothering me. He says, you know... Sukkis, we do something very, very strange. Yeah? What do we do? We take these fruits and, and a branch and with, with hatasim, with taravis, and, and we, we, we hold them and we jump up and down with them and we shake them this way, we shake them that way. We run around the shul with them. We, we mishugoyim. What's branches? What's fruits? We're dancing. Imagine a guy comes into shul, shana rabba, he says, oh, these guys are, these are aliens. These are guys from, uh, what kind of planet are these people on? We don't know if they're people. 
So I said, let me ask you a question. He said, Matzah, you understand why we eat? He said, oh, Vada. So why? Matzah, Zuhal, Shumah. Shtei to Gemara, Shtei to Gemara, Pesach. You know, because uh, it's like his book, but take him the thing, so we eat matzah, makes a lot of sense. I said, dude, listen up. Why do you know about matzah? Because I know stayed in Chazal, why we eat matzah. I tell you a little secret. Chazal tell us why we do a little Vanessa also. Yeah, it looks mudna. Not saying, you know, Contrasi has a song of all the mitzvahs, to, you know, how mudna we look at all the mitzvahs. It's, it's not so dark hard, it's copied in mitzvahs. Yeah, but it's something to think about. You know, we're so used to doing it. It's mitzvahs hanashim ulamad. We don't even think twice about it. Maybe it's a good thing. Maybe it's not. Do we ever think about why we're doing something? When was the last time we thought about why we wear a yarmulke? When was the last time we thought about why I put my right shoe on first? Every every single thing that we do in Yiddishkeit, there's reasons for it. There's reasons that we could understand, and then there's many reasons of the time and mitzvahs that we're not going to understand. And nobody will understand. It's not, meant, not everything is meant for us to understand, but a little bit we could try to make some sense out of it. It's very difficult to do things when we have no idea why we're doing it. You know? That's a chsidish guy. You know why he does kacha, why he davens like that. I said the Rebbe Gizot. I said the Rebbe Gizot. This is what the Rebbe did. You know? So, so the reason why we do mitzvahs is not because we understand them. If we do mitzvahs only because we understand, you know, the 613 would be limited to like three. Right? Seen the story where this, like, uh, this, the, the, the rabbi, the rabbi with the shoes thing was, like, too tall. So every time he passed during the sacred tire, he would duck. Yes, like, that everybody would do that too. Avada. Avada. Well, let me, let me point something out to you, a very fascinating Gemara Kedushin. Yeah? We all know the story of Dhamma Benesina, the guy, Echad Ba'ashkolain, that he was praised tremendously for his kibbutz. Why? Because his father was sleeping, the Chachamim needed a certain stone for the Chayshen or for the Ephod, and they knew that he had it, and they wanted to sell, they wanted to buy it from him for whatever it was. So the Chachamim come, they knock on his door, and the uh, Dumb Benesina answers the door, and they said, Ephod, Abba, was your dad? He says, uh, Daddy's sleeping. Don't wait, I don't want to wake him up. Yeah? I'll ask you a question, yeah? Somebody knocks on the door and offers your father a $10 million deal. Hey, my father's sleeping, daddy's sleeping, not waking him up. You fool, you shaita. You nar. Yeah. Hey, he doesn't trust you for a reason. <laughs> good, good. So, the father's sleeping, he doesn't want to wake him up. So, Dark Agav Rav Moshe, in Libras Moshe, Rav Moshe Feinstein writes, he says, before the Gemara, that the mother was very not beseder. David Benesina's mother was crazy. You know, he was sitting there, he was, he was a politician, he was a Rechashua person in Rome. And he was sitting there by a meeting. She ripped his clothing, she took off her shoe and started hitting him over the head, she started spitting at him. She was sick in the head, she was crazy. The father was also a cranky man. He would have got so upset at him for waking him up from his nap, even though he was up for $10 million from the Chachamim. Okay, that's Derek Aga. But, what was the reward that he got? What did Akash Baruch Hu reward him with for giving the, giving the, uh, for being Mekai in the midst of Kibbut of Aim to this extent? A paraduma. What's a paraduma? A paraduma is a mitzvah that Afilu Mesh Rabbeinu, Afilu Shleim HaMelech, Hanishvashtan. Couldn't understand. Kibbut of Aim, everyone understands Kibbut of Aim makes a lot of sense. Even the, even the entire world, 
knows that there's a concept of, 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 of respecting parents, you know, for those who have parents, you know. There is a concept out there respecting parents. When uh, That's a good question. Yeah. Because once you become adopted, you're like their child says. Yeah. Things yeah. Even if you're not, even if you're not biologically, you're still mechuyif. So, so Anyways, but kids, so the point is that Klal Yisrael doesn't do mitzvahs because it makes sense. Klal Yisrael doesn't do mitzvahs because we understand it, right? Klal Yisrael does mitzvahs because I say it, Hakadosh Baruch So the reward that the goy got for kibbutz of aim, which is a mitzvah that every goy can understand, respect your parents. You don't need to have such great svaris and such great lumdas to try to understand what kibbutz of aim is. It's a simple thing, right? But where does it come in? A paraduma. A paraduma is something that nobody can understand. See, he got rewarded with a mitzvah that nobody could understand, right? See the contrast between the two mitzvahs, right? So there's, there's different explanations, but the, the, ba- the basic chat is that why are we learning it out from a goy? Huh? We don't think it's a taina on the yidin. Why do we have to go to Goyim to learn? Uh, you know, there's many, there's many tourism to this question. But the point is that Klalistrol does Kibbutz of Aim the same way they do Paraduma. We do it because that's what Akash Baruch said, not because I understand it or because it makes sense to me. Right? So imagine, imagine if we would only do mitzvahs that made sense to us, right? So I would only keep Shabbos like every fourth week because that's when it's convenient for me, right? I'll only make brachas once in a while, right? Why would I do any mitzvahs, you know? I only do mitzvahs uh, for my convenience, right? So that's the difference between the way Kalei looks at mitzvahs and the way the Goyim look at mitzvahs. The Goyim, they have to understand that we do things with Amuna. Amuna means that we don't understand it. We do it anyways. Yeah? How did we get here? I don't even know, and I probably don't even want to know. Yeah? So, <laughs> what's happening here? So Avram Avinu says, what's going on over here? So he was doing the mitzvah, he was doing the avodah together with them, because he didn't know better. Yeah. By the way, just I'm gonna go until until there's nobody left. So I want to finish up over here. Okay. Believe by to MS. So he was thinking and thinking until he hit the truth. The haven and he found the right balance of the correct answer from his proper understanding. He discovered that there's got to be one God, and he's the one that's making everything move. He, 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 huh? he never did. It doesn't sound like he had a debate with himself, but it sounded like that he was he was he was thinking for a very very long time. And well, it does say that later on that he did that. That's what he did, and that's how he brought. People tachas kan ve'ashchina. So because he, so because Hashem gave him the ability of being smart, therefore he was rewarded with the ashras ashchina. No, yeah, no, not because. No, 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 no. There was a, there was something that was bothering him. Yeah, and yeah, because he was a smart person that came. No, up it's not because he was smart. You're debating with himself. You have to be philosophical. You have to be a genius. No, you don't. No, you don't. You don't. You don't because. If something bothers you, you're going to go to any length to figure it out no matter how smart you are. Most people, this concept didn't bother them. Now, you want to know why it didn't bother them? Well, maybe that's because they weren't smart, right? 
But it's not because, oh, so he was smart, so he became Avram Avinu. By the way, the Jews are smart anyways, you know? Yeah, Comes from somewhere. What? Huh? Who? Yeah. Who bore a coil? And he created everything. He's the one and only God, and there's no other entity besides him. And he realized everybody's making a mistake. Eh? Imagine you woke up t- today. Imagine you woke up this morning and said, You know what? Every single thing that I know, every single person that I know, is completely off. Totally off the wall. In Gansan, Michigan. I, I, well, I, you would come to me, I'll call 911. I'll send you straight to the hospital. What do you mean everyone's mistaken? Huh? But this is what happened. This is what Abraham Avinu did. He figured out the and the sequence of events of what led them to this point of why they were no longer serving Hashem and they were serving Avedizara, Avedis Kechavim. He guessed it or he No! He figured out what the Cheshvin was. How? What the Ramam just explained. You're saying of the mop and everything? No! No, 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 no. So, so there's different days in Chazal. Right. How did he know if that was right? Okay, but other people also believe that there's one God. So, again, the mistake. Let, let's just clarify. Let's just clarify one point that the Ramam said. The Ramam said that it's not that they didn't believe in one God. They believed in one God. But what they forgot was, they forgot about that one God. Meaning, they were worshipping Kechavim and Mazalas. He guessed what happened to all the people. He, didn't, he figured it out. He didn't guess it. Sometimes, it you have be. an intuition. And you're able to figure something out, not necessarily from reading a textbook about it, but by reading between the lines of what's going on. What? Just using your brains, we figured out, oh, there must have been one God in everyone who about with and he forgot about him, and then this is what happened. So, I want to ask you a question, yeah? Avram Avinu, we know, is the Midah of Chesed. He repre- represents the Midah of Chesed, yeah? Let me ask you a good question, yeah? A person who's a philosopher, would you describe him as a warm person? No. Or a person that's cold and distant and like aloof and very like caught up in his study with thousands of books and all around him and like very cold and very dry. How do you describe a philosopher? Philosophers in my class, I would not describe You philosophers in your class? They're not the people that are varm, that are davening with his slavos. I'm talking about the old philosophers, you know, from the even the thousand years ago. Yeah, yeah, these people wouldn't be able to understand what a Shabbos is with the Varmkai. There was no hearts. There was no, you know, the Gemara says, Rachman Aliba boy. Hakadosh wants us to put our emotions into something. It's very emotionally detached. It's very intelligent. It's very intellectual. Intellect, the Matthias of intelligence, the Matthias of intellect, is that it's very distant. It's very cold. It's very it's very geschmack for those that are intelligent to get involved and to be Isaac in the sugya of intelligence, right? But there's no, there's no hearts. There's no varmkite. Masha'en the varmkite is very interesting because 
these are the people that usually, you know, it's all what feels good. It's much more about feeling than what's about intellect. So you understand what Avraham Avinu did over here. He used his intellect to figure out that there's only one Hashem. Yeah? And the mistake of all the Avdei including his parents and everybody around him. Yeah? And what he make out of that? What he made out of that was, he turned it into a Vamkite. Let me explain to you something, yeah? Why is everybody running to Kerestir? Yeah? What's it all about? Yeah? He was huge tzaddik. Yeah, what was his tzitzkis? What was he known for? Chesed. What was the chesed? What did he do? His house was open 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year for anybody, no matter his status of Shmir Samitzvah, no matter his mental stability, no matter what, no matter how far, no matter how anything, he had a place to eat and he had a place to stay. You know who did that? Your grandfather Abraham. My grandfather Abraham. How do I know this guy? They stayed in Gemara. Avram Avinu had a tent that was open on all four sides. That means that he was open and willing to accept anybody, no matter how distant and how vital he would be from anything Ruchnius. Yeah? He kept his doors open. Yeah? And what happened? Anybody that wanted something to eat, he served them. No questions asked. How did he get to them? Yeah? How did he get to them? See, he got to them, he got to them by, at the end of the meal, they would say, thank you, Sir Abraham. He said, thank me. But what do I got to do with it? I didn't make the food. What do you mean you didn't make the food? You saw you mixing it with your spoon. What do you mean you didn't make the food? He said, no, 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 no it wasn't me. He ate from Akash Baruch Hu's food. Akash Baruch Hu, who's that? The guy next door? No, 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 Akash Baruch Hu's not a guy. And he's not next door. Akash Baruch Hu. And he started telling them all about Akash Baruch Hu. And then they said, oh, maybe this guy has a point. And they listened to him because the way, the pathway to a person's mind is through his heart, through his stomach. So first, you got to give him chalent. Then you got to give him kugel and herring and a 14 and a half course meal. And then the guy is willing to listen to you. He's in good spirits. He feels better about himself. He's going to almost feel good about you. And then he can think about the Rabbanu Shalom. Then there's room in his head to think about the Rabbanu Shalom. He's not so bitter. He's not so uptight. It's beautiful the way he did it. Now you want to know why people go to Karastiris for this exact reason. That's it. All right. We'll stop over here. Mr. Shenzhen, we continue tomorrow. I want to finish up the Rambam.